Hello and welcome to the VFW Podcast. I'm your host, Walt Hartnett. Today I'm going to be talking to you about the VFW Legislative Conference. As a reminder, this podcast is here to inform, educate, and to share knowledge and experiences about the VFW and our mission. All that I ask is for you to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, no matter where you might be listening. Also, please follow VFW Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Let's get into it. So I want to take this episode and talk about the legislative conference. Um, it was my first time attending uh, this conference and learning more about the legislative mission of the VFW. It's something that's been going on since 1949, where the VFW annually get together and uh, go down to Washington, D.C. or go over to Washington, D.C. and personally lobby their respective leadership, uh, whether it be congressional or Senate, and uh, tell them about the VFW's uh, <clears throat> agenda and things we're trying to get passed in the current Congress. Um, I went for the first time as being part of the early bird uh, opportunity. Uh, I guess my post was in the top three for our division, division eight and uh, percentage wise. So we were awarded me and my quartermaster, a stipend of a thousand dollars to go down and participate in this, uh, in the event. It was really eye-opening, the things that I was able to learn and gather, not only from my fellow comrades, you know, other post commanders, state commanders, but really get a sense of the bigger VFW and the things that we're trying to accomplish. The first day you're down there, uh, you're meeting with, uh, you know, Carlos Fuentes um, and the other legislative staff um, that are down there that work with D.C. year-round to get this stuff done under the direction of a uh, uh, former Commander-in-Chief uh, B.J. Lawrence. Um, and you start going through all these bills. Uh, the Fair Care for Vietnam Veterans, which we're still fighting for Agent Orange uh, presumptive uh, facts, uh, you know, as far as presumptive uh, conditions, which is astounding 40 years later. But we're still there. We're still going to Congress and asking to get these things covered. Um, blast exposure, um, which is a big thing for us, I, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, um, and trying to set up what those presumptive uh, conditions are going to be. And it's informative just to go because you learn that, you know, these the Agent Orange guys that were dealing with this 40 years later, Vietnam veterans, 40 years later, we're still fighting for it. Here we are 18 years after the Afghanistan and Iraq war, you know, were started and we're still fighting for these things for us, um, and moving forward. And I don't want to be one of these guys in my sixties and seventies, um, still fighting for every presumptive condition that we suffered from when we were over there. Um, so it's important to go if not, not for nothing else, just to look at the past history and look what our fellow comrades went through and, kind of stopping it at our generation and realizing that we have to do better for ourselves now and not, you know, down years down the line when our families might be feeling the effects of it. Um, another big bill that we talked about was the Deborah Sampson bill. Um, so this is a lot about the female veterans and their, uh, the VA and how the VA can change to really help the female veterans. Listen, you have a hard time getting male veterans to go into the VA and go through the process. Female veterans don't want to go to the VA because, one, either they don't feel welcome, they don't feel it was built for them, they don't feel that you know they have the proper care that they would get if they went to a civilian hospital, which 
in 90% of the VA hospitals is absolutely correct. You can't even argue that point. So we have to start somewhere. And this Deborah, the Deborah Sampson Act really goes into that. It goes into how do we fix the VFWs to make them more approachable um, for our uh, female veterans um, who went through the same things that we did as men. Um, another thing we talked about the Vogue Rehab, which is something that I think we're going to, it sounded like we had a lot of good conversations, at least personally, the Pennsylvania delegation that I was with, um, Vogue Rehab right now, it's limited to 12 years after you get out for as long as you can use Vogue Rehab. Um, and this is vocational skills that maybe you're doing a job and maybe you're no longer able to do that job. Or maybe there's a reason why you want to get out of that job and you want more education. That's what Vogue Rehab is for. Much like the Montgomery GI Bill, it's an educational and skills building type of uh, environment. Right now, it's a 12-year limit, um, much like the GI Forever Bill, you know, to where it does not expire. We're kind of looking to eliminate that 12-year uh, line in it. Um, and then it was really interesting talking about the Transition uh, Improvement Act, you know, which is reopening TAP, um, giving money to private organizations that might be able to help. So that's just a really broad overview. And you can see all this stuff on the VFW uh, website, you know, and it goes into grave detail about these uh, things. Some details you heard, you know, just talking to Carlos and, and hearing some of these things that we had. So there's 1.6 million VFW members nationwide. I think that's the number roughly. There's only 300,000 people who have signed up for the Action Corps. And for those of you who don't know, the Action Corps is an email that you would get um, that kind of tells you, hey, this is something we're going up on the hill and we're fighting for this month. Whether it's a bill, whether it's a package, whatever it is, you know, Carlos and his team are going up on the hill to go and uh, negotiate it. And they send out these emails saying, hey, click on this link and send your representative an email and letting them know that this is important to you, whether it's to Deborah Sampson, whether it's to Fair Care for Vienna, whatever it is, whatever it might be that uh, month or whatever. Um, so there's only 300,000 people or veterans out of 1.6 million that are signed up for it. So it's, it's a very low percentage. And I think we should definitely push to have more of our members on there. Because some congressmen, they may say to them, hey, look, none of my constituents have said anything to me. I have not heard from my constituents anything about the TBI, um, you know, traumatic brain injury and the presumptions. So you're telling me that it's important to my constituents, but I don't see them. And those emails mean a lot. Those emails are important because sometimes that's the only way that they know that something is going on in their you know, respective town because – that's what's important to them. They're there to represent us, and we need to let them know that these are things that are important to us. Um, so all I would ask you to do is if you're tech savvy or not even tech savvy, you have an email address, sign up for the Action Corps. Sign up for it so that way you can get those emails. And when you click the button saying you want to contact your representative, all you're putting in is your like home address, I believe, or your zip code, and it automatically fills it in. It, it tells you who your congressman is and who your senator is, and you're just hitting send. If you want to put a little personal message in there, you can, but the message is already delivered, and you're just advocating for the VFW, which is something that you know we absolutely should do. Um, so besides just that and going up there to the hill, you know, another great experience. The last day you're there, you see, you know, the commander in chief, you know, we got to see doc, uh, talk to a joint session of veterans affair committee. 
very cool, very cool situation. You're you're in this room. It's packed with VFW members, standing room only. I mean, they're all around the room, and all from all different states, all different areas, and we're all there listening to Doc. You know, provide this, and then there's some questions. You know, they ask questions of Doc and the committee he has up there with Carlos and the other legislative guys, and you know, BJ's up there, and they have a couple other you know members that are up there, and they're really telling these congressional leaders, this is why we're here. These are the things we have. And there's been a lot of wins. Listen, the widow tax was a big win for veterans and our families. You know, the fact that we no longer have to worry about those surviving spouses being able to collect on those benefits. It's it's a huge win. And that's something that took years to get done. Um, you know, I know something else they were talking about when we were there was the chapter 61 veterans, you know, the veterans who are only able to collect either disability payments or, you know, their retirement benefit. Um, they're fighting to, for the fact that those benefits should, you've earned both of them. You should get both. It shouldn't be an either or proposition. Um, so they're, they're doing the job We're they're doing the work up there in DC and they need our voice to be heard. And they'd be our, our voice to be louder so that way they're able to represent us better. Besides that, you know, the best part of these big events is you get all these comrades from different states. And we all have the same problems. We all have the same issues we're trying to work through. You know, we're all trying to drive membership. We're all trying to figure out how to be more active in our communities. And that's really what spurred me on for this podcast because I hear so many of these great things, these best practices that are being shared and we don't have a forum to really share them yeah we go on facebook and i love the post commander vfw page i love you know the unofficial vfw page you know where you really get to see some of the things that are going on and it's informative there are many people on there that i respect highly because i see their comments and i say okay you know this guy's really you know bringing some information that i didn't know and that i should be able to bring back to uh my vfw and my post so that was the thought of starting this podcast was being bringing those voices on. If you're one of those members, you're you're active. You're you're a VFW influencer, as I want to start using as my uh, moniker. Uh, you know, with the VFW influencer, if you care about this mission and this things that the things that we're doing here, I want to talk to you, and I'm going to be inviting more and more of you on here to tell your story about the VFW, to tell what you're doing in your local community. And that was really spurred on by talking to some of the great conversations that I had with these uh, other states and, you know, what they're dealing with. You know, like right now, we're all dealing with this coronavirus. You know, we're all trying to deal with it our own special way, but we're all affected by it. And each state is, you know, as I'm looking or dealing with different things. And I want to be able to share as much information with you guys as we can. Um this is what this is built for. Um, and that's what the VFW was built for. The VFW in the beginning was built for us to get together and be able to share experiences, whether it be wartime or whether it's just how we're dealing with life. And we kind of got away from that in this technology age. Sometimes I feel like VFWs are their own islands, you know, where we're not really communicating back and forth. And it shouldn't be that way. It should be a lot easier for us to communicate than it is harder um, than it was for our Vietnam brothers and comrades uh, when they were coming back. So to wrap it up on the uh, legislative conference, I'll just say it's an amazing experience. Um, I know I think it's biannually they go. I think they go again in September. Um, 
I'm in Philadelphia, so I'm I'm gonna look to even float my own ticket to go down there next, you know, the next time they have it because it was that much of an impactful thing for me to where I felt like I really walked away with a stronger understanding of what we're doing as a VFW and what I should be doing as a post. And uh, I'd like to hear some of your comments, see what you guys are talking about that. So please leave a comment, um, you know, message me. Um, again, we're on Facebook and Instagram at VFW Podcast. Um, I'd love to hear more from you about this. VFWpodcast at gmail.com is the email address that gets you directly to me. So I look forward to hearing back from you and uh, take it from there. Thank you.